We're sorry to interrupt tonight's episode of Keeping Up the Kravenovs, but we have breaking news. We go live on the scene with our very own spider-themed reporter, the Untold Spider. Spider, what's the situation there? Can I get that with extra <clears throat> Oh, hey, yeah, this is the Untold Spider live on the scene with the Inheritor situation. What were what, what you calling that again? Spider-Geddon. Really? Okay, well, the assault on New Year has begun as team killing is bad, is led by Miles Morales as they storm the cloning facility in order to stop the inheritors from technical immortality. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Did you just reveal Spider-Man's identity on, on live television? I... no. Look, there's a ton of spider people here, an infinite number of potential ones. You know, there's a world out there where Gary Busey is Spider-Man. I've seen it. I've seen so much. Gary Busey? Well, I weep for that world, but point taken. So, uh, you know, on that point, how do you keep all these spider people straight? You know, once you figure out their thing, it's a bit easier to tell them apart. You got the Spider-Man made out of spider. You got the Spider-Man who's a pig. You got a Spider-Man with a giant robot. Giant robot? Yeah, it's a real chick bag. Chicks dig giant robots. Hell, I dig giant robots, don't you? I mean, I think whether or not I do or do not dig giant robots is beside the point, but uh, this is a new development. Do you have any details? Yeah, sure. The Superior Octo Spider... You know the one. Dr. Oliver Tolliver Octopus has recruited a Japanese Spider-Man alongside his trusty Mecha Leopardon. I'm told is instrumental in dis the dismantling of the cloning technology at New You. You were told? I thought you were on the front line. I said I was at the front line. I'm just waiting to confer. Order 616? Order 616 is up? Ooh, gotta go. The world is at stake. Untold Spiders signing off. Hey, hey, I ordered a shake with this. Well, there you have it, folks. The hard-hitting journalism you know and love at WALL Facts 10. Perfectly balanced. In lieu of tonight's rerun of Rules and Regulations Retcon Victims Unit, the interrupted episode of Keeping Up with the Kravenovs, My Brother, the Horrifying Man Lion, will re-air at 11 p.m. Spider-Geddon number three, based on a story by Dan Slott. <laughs> I'm glad you pointed that. <laughs> I mean, he gets, I don't think we put it in the credits for the last issue, but they put it on the cover. He is, he gets a title credit. Um, uh, he gets top billing. <laughs> he gets top billing in this thing that he doesn't, didn't actually write. Um, that's the power of slot, baby. Um, this was written by Christos Gage, penciled by Carlo Barberi and Todd Nook. 
inked by Jose Marzen and Todd Nyuk, uh, colored by David Curiel and lettered by Travis Lanham. Um, I just want to point out about the art again before we, we jump in. Uh, I think part of what why this is kind of missing for me, not that like Spider-Verse Spider was a huge hit, but it's really missing that kind of event quality art. Not not knocking on Barbe uh, Barberry or Nuck, um, Nauk, but these are regular spider artists. Um, we're not really getting like superstar talent. We're not getting something like above and beyond or something that demands our attention here, as far as the art is concerned. So that's that's a little bit of a disappointment. Um, but. I feel like the art team on this is delivering pretty pretty solid stuff. Uh, you know, I don't want to sound like I'm I'm snubbing my nose at them. I mean, we've got some great renditions of buildings getting blown up, giant robots, uh, a multitude of spider people. But how how do you feel about the art? Did did you kind of share this the same kind of like? You know, we've come to expect with event comics that we're going to be getting like a superstar artist. Uh, were, were you also a little disappointed that we're not getting kind of that like rare talent that only comes out when they've got like a big project like this? I mean, the art didn't pull me out in any which way. I, I thought it was all strong entries. Um, I mean, they kept the backgrounds better than certain things throughout Spider-Verse or whatever. So I felt grounded. I It was fine by me. And I don't, I don't necessarily need to have that, like, I know who this artist is just by looking at it to feel like it's an event. Like, I thought it was all there. And they even took and drew panels from the various miniseries in a way that rendered it so I knew exactly what was going on. Uh, yeah, I, okay. fine by me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, um, okay, well, uh, you know that's that's good to know uh so moving on into this comic so we kind of have our two teams break away and we follow dr octopus or the superior spider-man as he goes to recruit the sapida man and his leoplerdon we kind of play off of the the whole like stock image usage of ending every fight with the giant laser sword um and you know dr octopus pointing out like why don't you start every fight with the move that kills everything in one shot um you know which was a i you know as i remember uh back back in in the halcyon days of elementary school you know anyone who would trash talk the power rangers were a you know villain in my book and their go-to argument was that like Every fight ends the same way. Why don't they start the fight by using the big sword move that kills them in the end? Uh, to which I would have no re rebuttal. But... <laughs> well, uh, we have a decent argument here. There's no honor. There's no fun in that fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... I mean, And it's, again, like, it's it's part of the, the team building uh, side of things. Um, Miles recruits some other Spider-Men and kind of mentions that like, yeah, this wacko over here, Dr. Octopus says we should kill these guys. And it seems like even, even among his teams, there's rumblings that like, I mean, that kind of makes sense since like they're, they're trying to threaten the whole like structure of the multiverse. Like this is kind of like not the time to grandstand your morals, but they're still on team killing is bad wrong. Um, but, uh, you know, 
it's it, it's like it, this, this is a conversation that comes up all the time in superhero media and i i always I'm, I'm just i'm tired of it at this point i'm tired of the the should the batman kill the joker argument um you know in all its permutations um you know it's a story that's been done i mean it's definitely been tropes so you're gonna have good examples and bad examples and here i think the problem is the threat is so dire and cataclysmic and the fact that they already did dispatch them they didn't kill them they got out and now they're threatening threatening the entire multiverse again and there's casualties on the board and there's all this heightened bit about it that just kind of it puts a weight around the neck of that argument in a way that just doesn't make sense because killing the Morloons doesn't feel like killing it feels like ending a natural disaster you know there's they're not they're not people that are going to learn and grow and if you don't kill them they're never going to get a chance to like recover from their misdeeds or they aren't crooks that were colored by you know bad situations in a bad system these like their nature is to only destroy and not just destroy in a way that balances out the ecosystem or is part of the balance of anything they will just destroy the multiverse like that's not if you go into the ethics of why killing is actually wrong the morlins don't meet that standard Right. No, I, I agree completely. So, I mean, we, we would be 100% playing with the villain in, in this story. Uh, right. Um, I, that, uh, which, I mean, they got a giant robot and a guy made out of spiders. <laughs> which, can we talk about that for a second? Because I, I feel like Spiders Man is the uh, breakaway character in this. Because I've had like at least four people slide into my dms on facebook be like hey have you seen the spiders man character like he's made out of spiders i was like yeah that was a book that came out like it's a pretty big book i i read it um but it seems to be striking a chord with a lot of people um i i think i think possibly just because like it's it's a pretty solid gag and there are already some like memes floating about uh that like kind of deal with this uh one in particular i'm remembering is like a action figure of spider-man that says like covered in spiders comma man and it's like he's like has spiders on him um but uh how do you feel about this this new new characters spiders man okay so far i love spiders man it's a great gag it totally worked for me um but i can easily see this character getting annoying if they don't put a little more meat on that boat or something they just try to be like and i eat people he's going to become as annoying as venom was in the 90s real quick yeah i mean i'm I'm already there um i i thought yeah like i thought the first (laughs) his first introduction was great but it seemed like anytime he showed up there was always the like Oh, I promise I don't eat people. I'm going to eat that guy. I promise. Like, it's it's a one-note joke that they've kind of already started to run into the ground. So, hopefully, when he gets his own little bit in the Vault of Spiders 2, uh, it'll give him a little bit more character. And uh, so, we'll get a little bit more to go off of than just this one joke. But as, as now, like, fun character. Never want to see him again. <laughs> uh, especially if, if his, his one bit is going to be that, like, he makes very veiled references to eating people. <laughs> I mean, I think it can work if he's a light character in the background, but we'll right. see. Um, the big thing to me, actually, was um, as Otto is rounding up his Spider-Men team, 
with Spider's Man, the Web Slinger, the Cowboy one. So a Spider-Man with a gun. Norman Osborn Spider-Man, which I I roll every time I see him. I think that's the weakest inclusion thus far, just because it's no surprise that he's duplicitous or anything. And then you have Punk Spider-Man, which doesn't quite jive with me that he'd be hanging with these compared to the rest of them. Well, I I mean, we we got a little bit of that in the previous issues, and I, I think it's less that he agrees with the personalities involved but more like he's it's already been established that he's killed people like it's it's he is a more like rough and tumble and ruthless kind of spider-man um and so i think it fits within his character to be like yeah this is a problem that needs to go away permanently Um, yeah The, the thing that got me though is you have a good old ben jump in and Otto immediately is like the jackal and it's like they even make a point of it like Ben's like you think of all people trying to get past their checkered past and whatnot dealing with some villainous identity you would get it but like dude you were Dr. Octopus for ever and Mm. back from the dead and that and then you did the whole thing where you took over Peter Parker's mind and now you're being all like moral grandstanding like it doesn't the die has been cast if you will (laughs) it has been and then we're also we've basically 100% like snubbed the ending of of scarlet spider because we we it seems to again here we have a ben riley who's trying to do good when the ultimate takeaway at the end of scarlet spider was that there is no good left in the heart of that man and um but he has the weird eye scar he does have the weird eye scar um so eh but um that's sick it's it's fun to see the costume at at the very least (laughs) i I still like the hoodie costume um so yeah yeah all right so what what else happened in this book they stormed new you and trashed it with the help of leopardon using its giant laser sword well they Uh, that's when team kill comes in to save team bad wrong from getting trounced by the inheritors of bricks daemonos Genix and Bora, and I can only tell you those names because I'm staring at the page. Because these Morlunes, trying to tell them apart from one another is uh, well, yeah. Dubious. I mean, their design isn't super like unique between the two of them, and or between all of them, and none of them really have a distinct character. They all speak with the same voice. They all have the same goal. The only one that really has any big differentiation is there's the steampunk one. And they they mentioned that he's out of his element. He doesn't have the steampunk stuff. So they, they pretty much robbed him of his only character. Um, well, this fight also kind of threw me for a loop uh, in a few places because, like, we see the the Morlins both feeding on Miles and on the, like, Spider Boy from, uh, or Spider Pete, rather, from the, yeah, yeah, from the, the Edge of Spider-Geddon Sorry, if you, you couldn't see that. I just, I rolled so hard, it hurt. <laughs> but we never see them break away, or, like, and we see no ramifications from this. We see, we, like, there's no visceralness in, in this fight. Like, it's, the stakes seem non-existent. Like, it, it seems just like a set piece. Like, like, like I said, like, and I also don't understand why 
them being like it previously it seems like the the feeding and the draining of the spider totem was near instantaneous like there was almost no recovering from it no one was able to survive it yet miles and this like small child were able to hold on long enough for someone to come save them off panel for miles and strongly implied yet still off panel for spider pete it was it's like that's that's just that's not good storytelling and it really downplays the threat of these characters in a way that like i'm not saying that i need like buckets of blood and like a body count you know in the triple digits like we got with spider verse because i think i think that was the opposite problem there is that like the threat was so overblown that it seemed like insurmountable and that any kind of victory was purely from deus ex machina um here it's just that like victory is inevitable because outside of two characters dying instantly at the start of the story no one has really suffered any kind of trial or or you know injury or anything that would ramp up the the physical drama well and the bigger thing here is that old cliche of a hero is only as good as his villain or as compelling and here the villains we for this story to work we need to spend time with the morelands the morelands the 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 spider vampires (laughs) We, we need some character building for them we need more on them they can be total heels they can be totally bad villains but you need to do something with them to give a little more understanding because so far we're just pounding on them and they're they're a threat but they're just bad like look even power rangers you know put more into its villains right they're they're monster of the week i I think part of it is that you know the original morlin originally had like a very like terminator aspect to him and that like he was seemingly unstoppable um I mean, like, there wasn't a lot of characterization, but what there was, what was there worked well, but like... There's an air superiority to the original Marloon, and you got to see it through the eyes of the food that he kept with him, but also in a way for conversation where he knew his limitations, but like, he was working around them, and he felt superior, and the world moved around him as if he was superior, and you have Ezekiel treating him like a force of nature almost and you have this like forebearer of what's to come and you know spider-man you unless you follow my exact directions you will not survive so you have this outside force doing that and i think what's hamlining us here is we have a multiverse and i know there is some line that was tossed away but we need some sort of ezekiel character maybe or something to just maybe allow to build these villains in a way without it being direct characterization but like giving like tales of their misdeeds or like some forbearing because right now they're just fighting in a facility after a giant robot threw a sword so that they could break in and and i want to point out spider-man cowboy comes in but his horse does not have the mask which is his only redeeming quality near as i can tell (laughs) so what's even the point of bringing him in at this point and well like you know they they just they just tussle it out like this is you know all these spider-men stopping these weirdo vampires from heisting something like the action and beats here do not meet the scale of what this story is trying to do because this is 
crisis on infinite earths level nonsense or infinity gauntlet or something of that scale but it's being played like a spider-man comic you know which should be cute and should work but it just doesn't here because we don't get the villain we don't get the right. other side and I, I mean going back to, to the point I, I, I was making like i i think the the main difference here versus when we got just morlin is that here we have a, a huge group of people so any characterization that we get is instead of being attached to a certain character is attached to this like faceless entity of the the morlin family and and so it makes it difficult to differentiate between all of them because they all have the same characterization hoisted on them by the story. Um, and, and, and so I, I, and I think that that fits in with kind of like what you were saying is that we need to hear more of like the exploits of these characters. We need to, we need to see like hear more about like their particular threats and like, why is Genix the, the, like you know we need to hear like about his like wild like dr moreau experiments or yeah. or like damios who is i think the big one like we need to hear about some feats of strength or like the twin ones we need to hear something about the, like something to differentiate all these characters and like and why each one is a threat in themselves rather than just the existential threat of like i insta kill spiders um it's it, you know i, I don't want to keep like beating up on this comic but i i feel like there's just like this is the second attempt or the fourth attempt on this story depending on how you look at it um you know we had two morelands in you know the jms run then spider verse and now spider geddon like it's just uh, i don't know uh well, and i don't want to pin it for bring the villains back i just think it's very noted and we've hit it already like mm. it's that they brought these villains that need building they brought back without adding anything to the villains what makes great spider-man villains work in the stories that they work with as we just did with the whole sandman block is seeing these characters grow and change based on different circumstances as we move forward. The story changes. They change and grow. And because this is a story that's kind of put in a bottle, the setting is so, you know, vast and the scale of the story is so robust that this story exists in a bottle because it doesn't exist in anything besides its own continuity really and it will affect the other spider-esque characters coming out but going in it, it just is what it is right okay yeah no, I, th I think that's i think that's a solid i have one last question for you about this okay issue. all right lay it on me how did you feel about the final page with the osborne reveal of him having duplicitous nature uh <laughs> i can't translate that uh that rude hand gesture i just made to you guys because this is an all-ages show but um you know it's we've got what two issues left in this it just seems like we're really stacking these last two issues if we're gonna have to deal with a backstab by norman plus the whole we got to get the soul of solarius the 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 king morland um you know plus we got to bring bring in whatever's going to be happening spider girls together with annie being the, the the you know the the chosen one who will defeat the awakened evil um it's just 
you know, it might be a, a decade of, you know, big stories by slot where this happens, where there's so much, so much, so much, and they keep on cramming more and more and more and more until you get to the last issue where you can't really tie up any of these threads in a satisfying way because you overstuffed the story. And you, you know what? I'm going to call you on this because you do take shots at Dan Slott. I'll let it go most of the time because they're usually fair. But despite his top billing on this book, he didn't do it this well, one. Well, no, no. The, the, that's what I that's what I'm saying is that like, he, yeah, he didn't have anything to do with this comic, but it still feels like a story that he wrote. And it still feels like every other spider like event we've been having since what spider island um all three of them well no we had spider island we had event uh ends of the earth we had goblin nation oh we i had... don't oh okay yeah well, exactly yeah you forgot about goblin nation you well, forgot i didn't think of that it. as an event that was just a it was it wasn't ev- it had its own like epilogue comic didn't it exactly you don't remember <laughs> um i just buy these books and read them man <laughs> anyway anyway yeah so it's I, i'm still on board i'm still gonna be buying them of course but um <laughs> you see that with pain in your voice <laughs> i i mean we're, we're ripping on this issue and i think with some reason but I, there's still fun to be had there's still some interesting stuff it's just seeing some of the stuff that was signposted like they bring in a norman osborne spider-man it's like oh well, where could this be going anywhere but the the thing that they just did right yeah no i i think that's fair there there is fun stuff happening in this issue like spider's man or leopordon showing up or like doc ock like you know needling him for why don't you you know like why why do you why do you mess around with all this stuff which side note um the reason why they they use a lot of the stock footage, especially with Spider-Man, is that the costume for Leopardon was stolen uh, midway through production. So they had to use a lot of stock footage to really like flesh out those fights. So and because that show was kind of like the the grandfather of this like of, of the the sentai series where you start out regular size and then you you go super size in your giant robot and finally finish off the villain like that that's kind of the the that trope was born out of a necessity because of production so that, that's that's your interesting little you know tidbit fact trivia for japanese television that you got off of your spider-man podcast glad we could clear that up (laughs) all right well we will keep you guys informed as spider-verse continues i'm sorry as spider-geddon continues to unfold uh you want you want to lay lay anything any any edicts on them about uh until's map until a mass conglomeration of cane clones coalesced into a single canes man make mine untold <laughs> who am i kidding we all dig giant robots Yeah.